0: Welcome to Stanhope Rocks, Life After 60. This podcast brings you stories, interviews, and discussions to help you navigate what might be the happiest and most transformative time of your life. Here we debunk some of the myths about relationships, aging, money, and health, and we dive deep into the mysteries of life. This is such a unique time of rewards, challenges, and opportunities. Please join me to rock life after 60. Ready? Welcome to my podcast. So we're going to start out today by taking a cumulative deep breath. Yeah, needed to get grounded. Thank you. So today, I have the pleasure of having my second podcast with my beautiful wife, M.P. Hello. And we are on our journey, Life After 60. And so we took a walk this morning and talked about what we might like to talk about today. And as a reminder, when we do these podcasts, we wouldn't say we're winging it, but we are not preparing a speech or notes we're just having a discussion about a topic that we both agreed upon that we would talk about today or whatever day we're doing this so we're still in the middle of the coronavirus we're still in april 2020 yet we're gonna talk today about sleep which is a hugely important part of our lives So I'm going to turn this over to M.P. and just kind of talk a little bit about sleep. It's all yours, baby.
1: Well, that came up because I didn't sleep well last night. And um, the thing is, I'm not, like in general, a really good sleeper, uh, except naps. I can take naps during the day. But night gives me anxiety, and I never, I've never, never been able to go to sleep right away. Now I wake up at night. I wake up for two, three hours, go have a cup of tea, read, do all the things. Um, and I think it's interesting because we live as a couple, and so we have very different sleep patterns. I'm envious of your sleep pattern. Like you can fall asleep like, at the drop of a hat. I'm really envious of that.
0: Well, I do. I have been given that gift. I can usually fall asleep sitting up if I'm in the right spot.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I know. And so early in our relationship, that came up. Like, uh, you know, you, you fall asleep and I can't. And so we made decisions very early on that we were not going to share a bed. And that is something that we've been confronted with by other people about this choice to not share a bed somehow is taboo and i think that's very interesting there's these expectations that couple couples are going to share a bed and we've never really done that i'm i've never been able to share a bed with anyone even my kids joke about it like when they were little and they were sick i would let them call into bed with me and then i would go somewhere else uh, after they fell asleep. So it's not something that i have uh, ever wanted to do. But over the years you and I have heard a lot of judgment about it.
0: Yeah. We, uh, when we first started going out um, and we were crossing these bridges of staying over at each other's house um, and MP would not be able to fall asleep and I would have to move beds. I had a lot of stories from my life that came up about um, that couples that do not share a bed will not last in a marriage. And so I fought it. And I would lie in bed perfectly still and wait until she fell asleep. Yet the minute I would fall asleep, a little snoring, something would happen. And the next thing I know, I would be in another bed. So one day, I took this subject to a group that I had been working with uh, through ABC, which was this accelerated behavioral change. And there was a lady, and I was sharing in the group about this situation that I was going through. And she just kind of cocked her head back and laughed and said, oh, honey, she said, my husband and I have been sleeping in separate beds for years. It's this thing that saved our marriage and and so from that point on it just went off like a light switch i went oh wow so there's a concept that maybe as we get older because in my first marriage i definitely slept in the same bed as my ex or then wife now ex wife, and have always done that so this was a relatively new piece for me and when we allowed ourselves to do that all of a sudden it just worked it was just awesome and we have plenty of snuggle time, we have plenty of time together, we have plenty of time with that, yet when we made that decision, it freed up both of us to really enjoy that we didn't have to share a bed.
1: Yeah, and I think there was an evolution too. We, um, so you know, we made that decision, we slept in separate beds, and then we bought this house together. And one of the requirements was where we wanted to have beds next or in proximity to each other, um, but in separate rooms. And we managed to like build that little nook for me, and uh, and it worked. And every time people would come and visit the house, we'd give them the grand tour. And for several years, we felt that we had to explain, yeah. that we had to like pause and say, "Oh, this is Marie-Pierre's bedroom. This is Stan's." And then there was some snickering, and there were some remarks, and we would just brush it off or laugh. Um, and it took several years for us to become comfortable with ourselves as a couple and say, you know what, this is what works for us. And now we stop explaining.
0: That was a big liberating day, the day I had to stop explaining, but it was also a day of fear for me, because when I would take people through, I would have shame, or I felt that... They would not understand, so I had to explain why we had separate rooms, that we were still very happily married, and I went through this whole litany of excuses that just would not, um, I I, I couldn't get rid of, and I would just keep doing it and keep doing it. So all of a sudden, one day, it just hit me like a ton of bricks, and I said, you know, I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm just going to say, this is MP's room. This is my room. End of story.
1: Yeah, and, and I think it's funny because we've set up the routine so we're next to each other. So we, we do keep track of each other throughout the night. We say like, oh, I heard you get up. Oh, I saw your light was on. You must have been reading at three in the morning. Um, so there is, I think what this means is there are many forms of intimacy and that it doesn't have to look the way it looks in movies or the way we're told things are supposed to look like. And that for us there's actually a lot of sharing. And what's funny is now is we age our sleep patterns for both of us are just kind of a little bit out of whack anyway.
0: Well, I don't know if, if out of whack, I would just say that we're changing. Yeah. In this whole podcast we're doing Life After 60, I will share with you that my sleep habits have changed over the years and most definitely in the last call it five to eight years because I was one of the type of individuals that not only would I fall asleep, but the next thing I would know, the alarm, the alarm would be going on. And where did the whole night go? I mean, I wouldn't even get up. And then all of a sudden, I was faced with, you know, I would, get, I would fall asleep for a while and then I would get up. Or not get up, but I would wake up. And so I went back and forth with this. And at first I thought it may have been some physical issues, but it was, I had all those checked out, everything was fine. It was just a different type of sleep pattern, and the amount of sleep, and when I slept, and because when I was young, I was almost proud that I could get by on five or six hours sleep and work and raise children, and now we regularly go to bed at a, at a you know, pretty pretty similar time every night, and um. And we can we can you know, we can sleep, seven eight hours. I don't have a problem. It's just not all in one big chunk.
1: Yeah, it's not my reality, but yeah. <laughs> I still I know, see. I know. I see. Less. I see
0: her light go on. You know. And if we were together uh, in 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 the same bed, then we and we're sharing a bed, then it would be a different situation. And because a lot of times MP would like to read in bed, and I can see her light on in the other room, and I just and I you know I just kind of roll over and go back to bed.
1: That's kind of nice though. It's like, yeah. I can't, you, you sleep so soundly, I can turn the lights on, uh, go into the closet, get dressed, stretch a little bit, pewter-patter through your bedroom, um, and, and you're fine, you know, mm-hmm. most of the time. Um, and so it's it's nice, like we've developed a compatibility where I think because of the arrangement that we have, there is no resentment. You know okay. i don't have to resent the fact that you're sleeping more soundly than i do and you don't have to resent the fact that uh i may be moving around like I, at two in the morning i might be looking for pencils so i'm going to go downstairs and do for a little bit um and you rarely i mean even if you wake up you just go right back to sleep you know it's it's fine
0: hey, you know it's interesting too and bringing in where we're at being going through all this uh, coronavirus I know that there's a lot of people who are not as fortunate to have some space and they're having to share and work things out and what I realize, and uh, with my friends is at the older we've gotten the more important it seems like sleep is maybe it was important when we were younger but at that point I was running like a madman and going crazy and and had things to do, and sleep seems to be extremely important right now—not only for my mental well-being, but also for my physical well-being. And I have friends that I check in with every day, and uh, if they have allergies, or their their CPAP machine is not working well, or they're not getting good sleep, it affects affects us throughout the day. And um, I think it's a—it's you know—it's a. A very important part of our life right now is to uh, let me let me rephrase that I'm making a choice to make sleep an important part of my life to get sleep on a regular basis. And I feel better and I'm healthier and I'm choosing to do that.
1: Yeah, as far as I'm concerned, I've I've had to reframe my expectations. Uh, Sleep, a good night's sleep might not happen for me. So I've learned to uh, catch 40 winks, you know, in the middle of the afternoon. Um, what's nice right now is I haven't had to be at work at 7 a.m. like I've done for several years. And so if I don't, you know, if I'm awake at 2 a.m. like it was last night, well, then I can sleep from 5 a.m. to 9 a.m. and that still works. So what this time, this pause with the corona the corona pause is giving me is a chance to figure out kind of my own pattern right now um, and i i feel extremely privileged no, number one that we have the space um to do uh, you know to explore uh, our lives that i have in a supporting relationship like, you're never grumpy when I'm awake in the middle of the night, you know? That's all very nice. And so it's, uh, it's giving me uh, the chance to figure out kind of like who I am. Who is this night person who cannot go to sleep? You know, who is a night person who wakes up at 2 a.m.? What does she have to do? And I think that's another, um, that's another way of not conforming to any kind of expectation right now.
0: Also as MP just mentioned, one of the things that I allow myself now and MP has pretty much allowed herself in the um, when she could and wasn't working was a midday nap now we approach our naps a little differently and I talk to people about that <laughs> it's funny okay so this go back to life after 60 you know. There's things that we talk about now that when I was 20 or 30, I just really never much talked about it. If we didn't get sleep, we just ran on and then we got sleep the next night or crashed on the weekends and caught quote, quote, caught up on the weekends. Now we're into different flavors of a nap. Like my flavor for a nap is not to go more than, call it 45 minutes, where I don't go into my deep REM sleep and it will not affect my evening sleep. If I go sleep for a two-hour nap, I will be doing, I'll be up with Marie drawing at two in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and she's, I think, finding the same way is that there's a certain amount and how we deal with it. So we've gotten the art of the nap down. And some days we do, and some days we don't. Although what I've given myself permission as I've gotten older is that if I am tired and I have the ability to sit down or lay down for 30 minutes, I take it.
1: Yeah, I think that's made a big difference for me as well. Um, I love the afternoon nap. I'm so much more relaxed in the afternoon um, uh, or even early morning than I am at night. So um, I'm typically an anxious person. So um, I think for me, it's like it's become a little bit of a drug and I've got to ration it. You know, like I cannot have a two to three hour nap every day because after that, I get sink in this terrible cycle where I don't sleep at night.
0: Exactly. And we uh, invested in and got her a weighted blanket this year. Oh,
1: I love the weighted blanket.
0: <laughs> and if y'all have not heard of that or dealt with that, it's actually a blanket that they put, I'm going to guess, like little glass oh, beads. Oh, it's got
1: these little beads. And, and so it actually
0: weighs like 14 pounds or 10 pounds. You can get them different weights. So it get, it's really good for anxiety. It's good for creating that little cave, if you will, uh, that we love to have. And uh, when I come upstairs... It, MP's got her little on the couch. That's another thing is that we never take naps in our bed. No, we don't. You know, I just noticed that the other day. Some people will go to their bed. We take our naps on couches, and uh, she has a weighted blanket. I don't have a weighted blanket, yet I have my little ritual down in my office on my couch on how I like to set it up, and I do set a timer so that I will not go over, and that's worked out really good for me.
1: You know, there was an, another big change that you brought in my life, too, and, and you brought it shortly after we've, we met, actually, is when you started. I had this big painting, you remember, above my bed, and it was like a scary painting. And you came and you're like, hey, why are you putting this in your bedroom? And I've had this tendency, because I like art, and I like art that uh, expresses uh, emotions, that sometimes I haven't thought well what art I wanna put in my bedroom. I, I get overtaken by like, oh, this, this is interesting. But the, the last piece of art that I had that we finally took down this uh, summer was a little sad. And you're like, I, I mean, it was a great frame. It was great art. And you're like, hey, why, why do you have this sad piece in your bedroom? And that led me to a complete reexamination of what was that space? Um, why was I putting sad art in my bedroom? And it was like this little girl, but she looks sad. And we completely changed this over the course of, of time. And I think that's the other thing in relationships is the other part, even though when you told me the art was sad, at first I was like, well, heck, I don't want to hear it. But that's the thing. Those, in weren't, the those weren't your exact words, by the yeah, way. Yeah, no, this, this is like editing <laughs> for the podcast, right?
0: I was a little more forceful
1: than that for many yeah, weeks, yeah. and then I was like, yeah, "Wait." I was
0: politely told I didn't know what the hell I was talking yeah,
1: about. Yeah, but then I thought, well, you know what? I think I think this guy is right. Like, what what am I doing with this space? And I've transformed the space so that it's much more. I, I even got like this um, this thing that you have, like the the diffuser. oil thing. Yeah, diffuser. Yeah. It's just like
0: I know. I'm I'm working on her. I'm working on her. So what when when I separated one of the um, uh, modalities that really fascinated me was feng shui, and of how energy moved, and and it it made a lot of sense to me. And what made sense to me was is setting up the place where you live, you sleep, you eat, that is conductive or conducive to what I want. So to have a bright red room is probably not going to be real conducive to a deep sleep for me because red is a color that brings up so much energy and it's great for to put in a workout facility or things of that nature so the first thing we started doing was painting our bedrooms in a very mild relaxing color uh, which just set the tone and then when mp took her art down and put she ended up painting a beautiful piece with flowers and and changed her bedding and everything else. And now I, when I walk in her room, it's just so peaceful. So I don't know if that, I think in the ultimate, has that made a difference in the way you sleep?
1: Well, I think it, it in the ritual uh, before sleep, you know, I think it's made a difference to prepare myself for, uh, for that time. Um, I have a very active imagination, so, you know, it's hard for me to shut things off. Um, So I think it's made it a little easier, at
0: least. Well, and, and that has been a part of the sleeping, too, is I'm learning in this day and time, not only with the coronavirus, but with just life being in these last X number of years, being very divisive, is there's a lot of information out there that can get me very riled up. So I've learned, do do not read that before I go to bed. So now I have a ritual that I listen to, some what I call frequencies, which is a guy named Stephen Halpern, and he does this very deep delta brainwave uh, uh, music, and I listen to that, and that is very relaxing to me and takes me right where I need to go. And then I have some on well-being and health that I listen to when I get up in the morning, Because if I get up in the morning and just shoot out of bed, I don't get the same results that if I take time to breathe, to listen to this, and spend time with Marie Pierre, then my day just gets better. So I'm learning how, as I've gotten older, uh, because these problems I didn't, these situations, they weren't really problems, they're just situations that I did not experience when I was in my 20s, 30s, or
1: 40s. See, this is where I need you. Because I'm listening to you and I'm like, ah, oh, this sounds so peaceful and, <laughs> and so boring. It's, too. It's,
0: it's all those hours of listening to, please breathe.
1: I know, it drives me nuts, <laughs> right? I, mean, I just can't do it. I have to, I read the news before I go to bed. Yeah. This is the wrong thing to do. Yeah. I um, I know it. And I just can't help myself. Yeah. So um we Well you're, get, this you're thing getting you're getting better.
0: I've noticed that you are not reading it as much. You're working on crossword puzzles or you're working on
1: and the ASMR okay, videos.
0: ASMR video. Wow, that's a whole nother thing she discovered.
1: Yeah, I know. and so. and,
0: uh, and there's a whole uh if you haven't ever Googled up or looked into ASMR uh, videos
1: So yeah, yeah so ASMR videos I, I found this out. They're like these videos of people who speak like this like, for a long time, and um, <laughs> it puts me sort of to sleep. Um, so I have favorite videos like this. This one of this girl that just irons shirts for like thirty minutes. She explains how she does it. That kind of relaxes In me. In
0: great detail.
1: In great detail. Yes. That's so, what
0: gets your mind. Your mind can it, clap. Yeah, it's not bit.
1: foolproof. I have to let myself go there, um, but it's it's been kind of fun.
0: So I think, that, you know, the sleep has been, it's, it's just one more piece that a lot of couples do not, I have found, do not talk about. Or they were just like me where they came and they said, you know, we're going to sleep together. And as long as, if we're not sleeping together, we're not married, we're not loving each other. And I have just found more and more people that have uh, said, wow. When we start telling them about our situation, and then they've gone back and adjusted their life, and all of a sudden, they're a lot happier because there were problems that they were creating around old stories that they had from way back when. May have been from the parents. I don't know. You know, my dad got up in the middle of the night all the time. I was telling you about that this morning. Is every, he had a pattern of falling asleep on the couch, watching TV, then he'd get up in the middle of the night. And uh, which was very, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, not uncomfortable, but it was, it was kind of a, a slippery slope when I was a teenager and I'm coming in from a date and my dad's up, you know, and I'm trying to navigate to get up to my room quickly. Anyway, now that we're our old parents' age and we're moving into this area, we're having to find ways to be able to take care of ourselves the best thing that we do is we talk about it. So if there's anything I can encourage you to do or to think about is to enter into a conversation about this. Are your sleeping arrangements, do they work for you guys? And if they do, wonderful. If they don't, talk about it. We are living testaments that we have a wonderful marriage and relationship because we talk about things and we get it worked out. And once this got put on the shelf and we were both happy with it, it was a huge relief.
1: Yeah. So the funny thing is like, y- you love to talk, and you say, oh, we talk about it, and then very often my reaction is like, no, we don't want to talk about this. <laughs> so I don't want you guys to think like, all is marvelous, in you know, like at all times, but eventually we do talk about things, which, which is why I'm with you. Yeah. Um, because that's the core of what we have, is that in the end, we make an effort to connect. Um, However that is, a lot of time it's through talk and, and we make it through whatever comes our way.
0: I totally agree, I totally agree. So thank you for checking in and listening today and I encourage you to talk about it and it may not be comfortable, That's what this podcast is about. We're going to take subjects that aren't always comfortable, yet we have gotten great rewards by working with them. and Sleeping together, sleeping arrangements, things of this nature are huge because I'll guarantee you if you don't get sleep for a good while, you will be grumpy. You will not be healthy. It will affect you. So talk about it. There are many paths to the greater good so with that i'm gonna give mp any final thoughts
1: no guys we're gonna wrap it up so um, we hope that you enjoyed this podcast um please comment uh go to stan's website uh comment on the post podcast page um <laughs> particularly um in the itunes page um make sure you write your comment you like us you share um, also, hey, if you're awake at three in the morning, just find us on Facebook. you know send us a message. <laughs> I might be up too, who knows, right? So um, we hope you enjoyed this podcast and we'll come back very soon.
0: Yes, thank you again for your time and have a wonderful week and we look forward to speaking to you soon. Peace. Bye-bye. I hope you enjoyed the podcast today and I hope it got very you adorable. thinking. Please visit my website, stanhoperocks.com, and sign up for my newsletter. I would love to hear about your transformation and experiences with Life After 60. So please leave me a comment and keep moving forward. Peace. See you next time.